episode 315, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 7 Preview, with special guest, Daniel Butcher. Welcome to Level 7. A podcast about Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's a magical place. Hello and welcome to another episode of Welcome to Level 7. And, um, you know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is uh, doing some time traveling and you might feel like we're doing some time traveling right now for this podcast because I am not here with Agent Stewart or Samantha. I'm here with Agent Dandy Daniel Butcher. It's been a long time, Ben. A long time since I've heard that full phrase, Dandy Daniel Butcher. Yeah, yeah. It's been a long time and, and i added agent on the beginning there as well just to make sure you know for for good measure not using that too much uh lately but yeah you're here you know uh, yeah the return of cinematic evan david <laughs> well what we've got here is yeah this is this is a guest shot you know this is bringing sam jackson back for the season two finale or whatever we might be doing but um little impromptu, but I did want to get out there with a, an episode just to talk about what we're planning to do with the upcoming season that starts this week of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I know it's been a little slow on the podcasting front, uh, but I also knew, Daniel, you said you might be available to do some talking, and I did not want to miss that opportunity to bring you back because you are a co-founder, you are a co-host, you are a listener, and now you are a guest. And uh, you wear so many hats, like the Amy Grant song says. Some days you're a mother, some days you're a lover. You're wearing all these hats. Hats. Here's the scary thing, Ben. It's all got started as I stood at a track and field day and I sent you a message. And that kid is now done with school. That's wild. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, again, our our schools are still working here um, in distance learning. But she was going to... uh, through a college program at the same time and they're all done. So empire is 30 years old and that kid is now in school out of school. So here we are. And Daniel, I, I just, I think we'll just jump right into it, man. Let's talk about the MCU up until this point. Where are you at in the MCU? Are you completely caught up? Have you watched everything? Uh, I have still one Jessica Jones. Okay. Back to. All right. That is the one thing that I have not done. And, and it feels like I resist. I resist because the moment I do, then that Netflix journey is going to be over. Uh, okay, I'm lying. I also haven't done the last seasons of Cloak and Dagger and Runaways. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, well, you know. and you know, here's the thing. You're ahead of me, though. Because <laughs> I there's a, quite a bit of Netflix I have not actually watched yet because I was saving it for the show. And then the show got slow. And I know, you know, people have left the one star ratings and we've gotten a couple uh, negative feedbacks about that through email and online. But for the most part, people are pretty understanding about where we're at right now, just in our uh, personal lives. And then, of course, the world at large. Well, based on what I see on my podcast feed, nobody's watching, listening to podcasts anyway, because I've got like a hundred to listen to. 
I well, but see, I have been because I've been listening anyway because I'm working. Like it's been some of us who are working at home, or in my case, I'm working in the office and at home, and the lines are really blurred. I'm so glad this week the lines stopped being blurred because I'm just doing regular office hours here in Indiana. And I will continue to just sit here in the helicarrier waiting, <laughs> waiting, waiting for deployment, waiting. waiting. So. All right. So that's the, uh, the TV, the Netflix side of things. And then there's the, the movie side of things, which, what do you think about that? Were there any movies? Were there any movies in the last year? No. <laughs> I mean, I mean, there... a meme, as a meme head. I recently saw on Facebook, uh, nothing's been okay since Tony Stark died. Uh, it definitely, definitely feels that way sometimes. Yeah. I mean, we have um, the, we have the Spider-Man movie. Um, but then now we're waiting on black widow, which will be November. The first movie I'm going to be back in theaters for will probably be new mutants in August. If they allow well, us. Are they going to make it? I mean, that's the thing. I actually think they make a mistake putting it in the movie theater though. Again, it's a low-risk movie. I mean, when you see, when we talk about going back to movie theaters, I think I saw something that said the, the Avengers were going to go back to movie theaters. In many ways, it does make sense due to diminished capacity. To re-release, to you have, mean? To re-release and to put in some of these movies that, like, New Mutants probably wasn't going to get a big push anyway. Uh, I mean, there's going to be fewer people sitting there. But at the same time, I do worry that it'll even be cost effective for movie theaters because for them, they're making their money off concessions and there's a lot less people coming in for concessions. Yeah. Yeah. We have a local movie theater in the town where my where my church is that they on Saturday nights, they, they only do Saturday and Sunday night showings on Saturday nights. They do uh, carry out popcorn. That's their current business right now is, is carry out popcorn. And you know what? I can microwave that. People are doing it, man. And they're and not have an interaction. Yeah, but people are doing it, and I I don't know how many people, but we've also been doing drive-in church services. So people have been going to the theater, buying the popcorn, and then coming to the drive-in church service and having their popcorn bucket for drive-in church. So I could see that. Yeah, it's kind so, of fun. Yeah, I mean, obviously, obviously, I'm caught up on all the the movies that have come out in the last year, and I mean. Ooh, we finally got Thanos. I only ratted about that for years. And then we got Thanos again, and then Thanos lost his head. Uh, and then he came back, and then he died again. And, you know, it was satisfying to me. I really enjoyed it, to be honest. And, and the Spider-Man movies, I'm enjoying those. I still don't know how I feel about Peter being exposed. But at the same time, what we see there is a very realistic depiction of what could happen in our world between the use of media and a secret identity is not going to say secret forever. So while it may not feel comic booky, it definitely does feel real, which is really the difference in many ways between the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the DC Cinematic Universe. Well, we, we've used that phrase, the MCUing of something. Like they MCU'd the secret identity with social media age. You know, it's, yeah. it's there. Um, hey, I, I wanted to go back to the New Mutants thing about it being a uh, low risk. It really is because Disney bought Fox and the movie was done. And so they're not going to lose money really by releasing it to theaters and, and only getting 200 million or 200,000 or whatever it might be. Um, well, it's found money. 
it really is. I mean, Disney, quote unquote, lost money for in development. As you look through what happened after that acquisition, they went through and they canceled tons of Fox projects and even some Disney projects. So you could argue that those are potential assets that Fox, the company that they had just purchased and they're paying the bills for and had some debt due to some of these things, you know, those are assets lost. But any content that was done is really just kind of found bonus because they did not really want the Fox current content. They wanted the Fox library. Yeah. So this is why, again, I'd rather see them this summer drop that on Hulu. Because I do think that when you look at Disney streaming and their content libraries, it's Hulu that they need to build up now. Uh, again, there's some issues, and you've heard me talk about them most likely about Disney Plus and how I do think there's a mistake that they went straight from The Mandalorian to nothing. Um, there was no Marvel content, no new, new Lucasfilm content immediately or in a reasonable time after The Mandalorian ended this winter. So we're still really waiting for that next great Disney Plus show. But Hulu needs some love. That's a Disney streaming service also. Putting FX shows on there isn't the thing that's going to drive superhero fans. Yes, I get it. Legion's there. It's there. Uh, But they really need to build up that film library in there to make it more of a Netflix. Well, they need to create identity for it too. I mean Disney Plus has identity – and has value now it's it's less value for people who just showed up for mandalorian but it's still you know for my family it's still super valuable we use it all the time for phineas and ferb for um the different movies my kids are watching re-watching marvel movies on there uh the star wars movies are on there uh the identity for disney plus is very easy to identify disney the de- identity for hulu it's just really scattershot and then it, yeah, I think you're right well, about that. It's the home of FXX. FXX. And again, at one time last summer, you and I had a conversation where we talked about the renewal for this last age, this last season of Agents, where they did the two seasons back to back. And one of the comments I made there is, you know, you need to feed the beast, the beast being Disney Plus. And Disney Plus does continue to need to be fed, but they found some interesting ways to do that with, with Onward and, and Frozen 2. Maybe Agents is something that when the season's done, they just need to drop all the seasons on Hulu to, again, continue to feed that beast. Because one of the things that I've worried about is a lot of the stuff that I'm watching on Hulu is NBC. Yeah. What's going to happen when the Peacock is up and running? Well, I don't know, because NBC still owns one-third of Hulu. And so, because it was a a one-third, one-third, and one-third. Fox... NBC Universal and Disney. And so that's why you're seeing a lot of NBC stuff on Hulu is because of that one third ownership. Uh, yeah, but with the Peacock, I don't know, because that's going to be a lot of original programming as well. Yep. But yeah. again, for, for all these services, and, and Bob Iger really picked up on this years ago, and George Lucas too, it's not necessarily about your ownership of stations anymore. It's about the ownership of content and content libraries. Yeah. And NBC, if they're going to make Peacock go, they're either going to have to double up and have the same content on both Hulu and Peacock, or they're going to have to get out of Peacock. I mean, out of Hulu. Because, um, again, with Disney dominating it, it does it make sense for NBC to be putting a lot of their streaming eggs in that basket? It 
what it makes sense to do is put stuff out there that's already made money and and just put it there because that's just another revenue stream. Uh, it does not make sense to put the new Battlestar Galactica that they're making right now on there on Hulu. Why would you create content to draw people to Hulu? Because you're going to be giving them a, a, a nice chunk of money to Disney by doing that. So that's yeah. I, I'm, I'm curious where that Hulu relationship is going to end up. Um, but and, and Disney and Universal don't always want to share. Well, I mean, why, Marvel's yeah. a good example. I mean, there there's some contentiousness about theme parks and what's going on. Who gets to use what and where and why? And when you talk about making a lot of money for Disney, I this fall I went to Universal for the first time and my second favorite place was making a lot of money for Disney because they were selling Disney merch like crazy. At a Marvel Adventure Island, is that what it was? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Uh, we went there last summer. And yeah, I, I really liked it there. That was, was it was cool. The Spider-Man ride, it was really weird because the Spider-Man ride was based on the 1990s Spider-Man cartoon show. And all of the TV screens were tube televisions that were playing uh, Spider-Man cartoon uh, content that was getting you ready for the ride. But it was classic J. Jonah Jameson from that classic cartoon. Hey, I'm just glad that I wrote Spider-Man before I wrote Transformers because by the time I wrote Transformers, I'd written Spider-Man like three times and I was like, eh, oh, so this is just like Transformers Spider-Man. Yeah, we wrote Harry Potter first and then we wrote King Kong and then we did the Mar- the Spider-Man one. And the Spider-Man one, it was cool, but it felt so old and short is really what it was. Yeah. I did have a very interesting character dining meal there. I'm very used to the Disney character dining meals where everything is very no touching. But in this age of a pandemic, um, my universal dining with the Marvel superheroes would be a little bit of a concern since Wolverine literally spit all over my food, yelling at me to eat my cake. (laughs) Yeah, it will be different when they reopen or if they've already reopened, it'll be very different or is different. So, I'm just saying that Wolverine was very Wolverine-ish, and I did not want to eat that very, very dry cake. With his spittle, making it less dry. Well, yeah, I mean, at least it was some moisture. (laughs) I mean, it was definitely moist and cold. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Did you, so did you eat in the Captain America diner? We did too. Yeah. I uh, did, but were you there with characters? No, no, we weren't. So I did keep threatening to ask um, Cyclops, which was definitely not the Cyclops that you and I know from the comics because he wasn't broody. Um, he was fun-loving, surfer guy Cyclops, and I wanted to ask him. My daughter was horrified. Could you tell me who the best leader of the X Men is? And when he was stumped, I was going to be well. You could ask Storm or Rogue or Wolverine. Any one of them would be a good answer. But you didn't do that? No, no, because she thought that Cyclops would be horrified by that. She'd probably be right. Yeah. And Storm was super impressive because she's read all of her comics. She was telling me all about her story. So that was fantastic. 
Then again, Wolverine, come on. You spit on my food. Spit on my food. Sorry, man. Although that is comic accurate. When he gets going, there's spittle flying. Yeah, and he so insulted me constantly. It was fantastic. It was great. Nice. I think I made a joke, and he literally looked at me and said, oh, yeah, I've never heard that one before. <laughs> Which would be what Wolverine would say, even if he had heard or had not heard that one before. He, he's not going to let you get one over on him. Yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah. Hey, uh, side note, you know how on Comic Book Time Machine I like to open up blind bags of comics and mm-hmm. you know get the just the surprises? On eBay, I found some um, – packages of comics that were from marvel adventure island i got these and there's a special marvel adventure island exclusive comic but then it has two random comics in it as well and so i i went ahead and got them because i'd been to marvel adventure island and i thought this is a nice tie-in so look for those to get opened on uh comical time machine i think the crazy thing is we both wound up going there in the same year yeah yeah it is uh of course our van broke down while we were there and we had adventures like that, but yeah. somebody used my wife's hairbrush that's in my hotel room. Weird. That was locked. So that's, that's a different story. That's really weird. Yeah. Hey, should we talk about Agents of Shield now? Yeah, I mean, I have feelings. Let's talk about your feelings, Daniel. I mean, that's one of the best ways to deal with problems is to talk about your feelings and find out where your feelings come from. And what's causing these feelings. So, uh, yeah. What What are your feelings, Daniel? We got one more season, 13 more episodes of our show. Yeah. Apparently, based on what I saw last year, it's 13 more than I would have called for. Did you like the way it ended last year? <laughs> they brought him back again. <laughs> <laughs> the merry-go-round. And again, I get it. That's comic booky, but So, I would argue that we have seen in the last few seasons of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. a promise denied. What we were promised is we were going to have a show where everything was connected. We were told everything's connected. We heard it so many times. We believed it. We saw things that tied into them to the movies. We felt connected. We, we watched Ward go bad over a weekend. And then some folks had some fun. And, and those, fo- those folks were real people and behind the scenes, and things became disconnected. And somewhere along the line, clearly, Kevin was no longer buying it to the idea of everything's connected. And I, and I do know that due to his, con- his concerns and personal issues with Paul Mulder, they, they moved him under the Disney Studios and separated him from other entertainment avenues, including Jeff Loeb's. Uh, TV division, and I never got the impression that Jeff and Kevin didn't like each other, but those those two divisions definitely broke, and I and I think that you see that now when we talk about Disney Plus, the fact that Disney has said, yeah, all the future TV stuff is under Kevin. Uh, oh, oh, let's be honest, they've given everything Kevin. Yeah, I mean, even yeah. comics yep. are given to Kevin now uh, as the chief uh, creative officer, and. You know, I think they tried to two seasons ago to be able to maybe try to make it fit into what they were predicting was going to happen. And then last year, they clearly had no clue. They clearly were out. Well, and, and two seasons ago, they had no clue. So, But end of season five ended before the snap. And yep. 
actually gave us a pretty decent ending because we got the the whole thing where they they came back from from the future. Coulson is getting ready to die on the beach. He's with Melinda, the spaceship or the the Zephyr. It's not a spaceship, but technically they're using it to go into space. Uh, that's going to go out and find uh, and find Fitz, who's out in space from that timeline that they've now fixed and and he went out in space to meet them in the future but they don't need to go to the future anymore so they can find him in the present and that was a perfect ending for the series if it had ended there that would have been fine and you know we have endings that we don't like of tv shows and or especially when it's cut short but this wouldn't have been this wouldn't have felt cut short this was going out on a high note and letting colson have his ending okay yep then we have last season, 13 episodes, and they bring back Coulson, but it's not Coulson. It's Sarge, and we have lots of space adventures. It's an adventure in space. We have um, the Chronicoms, and we have the uh, all the hijinks. We have our core television production. What's that? We're in space. Our casinos are a rickety uh, warehouse uh, wooden staircase. Yeah. Yeah, that was difficult to walk down when you're when you're high on alien drugs. And yeah, yeah, it's. The ending of that season, then, is they fight Coulson and kill him. And and then the very end of that episode, we see, oh, LMD, you know, but they knew they were coming back for a a final season. And I'm glad that they they were both at the same time, right? But I'm glad that they did that with Coulson because it wouldn't have felt good or as good if we didn't have our guy, you know, if we didn't have Clark Gregg in the final 13 episodes, you know, a half season without Clark Gregg to end the show. That's like the final season of Scrubs, right? Uh, well, but is it our guy? I mean, again, we've got our it's our guy, Clark Gregg. Yeah, that's I, I, that's I what think, I mean. I mean. We're not a philosophical slash spiritual show per se, but philosophically and spiritually, I, Coulson's dead and has been for over a season now, um, potentially based on your belief system. I mean, we have copies. They're not him. We've got biological material. We've got memories. But our Coulson has ceased in many ways if you follow a certain path. Um it's not that satisfying in many ways to see a, an LMD Colton. I mean, he's not, he might have memories of our Colton, but there's entire gaps that are going to be gone. But if they do it right and they explore what you're talking about right there, if they explore the idea that he's, I think that they will, I, I, I'm going to trust them on that, that they're going to explore and say, have, have this, this LMD Colson, you know, maybe not have a crisis, but at least have, you know, thoughts about this and, and have them have thoughts about it. They're, they did it with Fitz. The whole idea of this is a different Fitz who didn't get to marry Gemma, you know, and didn't get to have that time with her. And this is a, a completely different Fitz who now has to deal with um, those same demons that, that the other Fitz dealt with and, and had to work through. And this new Fitz, he's he's dealing with those things too. And, and then there's questions of, um, am I better than him? Am I not as good as him? Can I live up to that one? The one that, that my, the person I love married? Um, but it's still not the same one. 
It's not the same it, one. It, so this is what I think they're going to do. They're going to Black Widow it. So in Black Widow, Black Widow dies in Secret Empire, the comic book. Spoilers. Um, bad Captain America killed her. Well, you know what? We got a Black Widow running around right at the moment. But I'm going to just continue to argue. It's not the same Black Widow. Black Widow died. Because this is someone whose memories and different biological material. It's not, it's not like there was a soul transfer. No, there is a person who died. Our Coulson is dead. This is an LMD. You know, and we do have examples of LMDs running around in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, specifically Nick Fury. And not the Marvel Cinematic, in the Marvel Universe. Specifically Mar- Marvel Fury. Comics, yeah. 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 Um, where there's copies of him, and this is explaining why he's stayed so young all these years and why he's still alive. But you know what else? Nick Fury's still running around. He's still there. And all these copies are not Nick Fury. I think we're going to have people treat Coulson like he's Coulson. That is correct. I think they are going to treat him like he's Coulson. But I do think that the the story and the, the scripts are going to explore that a little bit. At least that's what I'm hoping for. If they don't, I'm going to be very disappointed. Let's put it that way. Uh, well, then you can join me on the, the disappointment bus. Well, I'll, I'll spend a little bit of time on the disappointment bus with you. I think that the other thing that we're looking at as we're looking forward into what they're going to do, I think this is going to be a victory lap. Whether or not it's victorious or not is another story. But I think this is going to be them just kind of – you know, take it a run saying, here's some things you liked based on some guest stars that I know about, um, which aren't any special knowledge. It's, it's stuff that's been announced, but I don't know how much into spoilers we want to get here, but based on some guest stars that are coming back, Marvel's put it out there. It's fair. It's all fair game. Cause we got, we've got, uh, Patton Oswalt coming back and, and coming back as we don't know who he's coming back as, um, I think he's going to be Papa Caning. I I think we've got a, a, yeah, uh, one of their one of their ancestors, their family from the past, because they're in the past with this. Uh, we've got a character from Agent Carter coming back, which that's why uh, when I did my rewatch with my kids that we just finished with of Agents of Shield, we included and mixed in some Agent Carter as well. Finished the Agent Carter series because uh, I do consider Agent Carter and Agents of Shield that's NBC corner of of the MCU. You know the. And we can talk about the whole "is it MCU anymore?" question, but but Agent Carter and Agents of Shield—they're of a piece. They go together, and they've got a character from that show who's going to be—I don't know if it'll be a cameo guest star or if it's going to be a regular thing um, over the, the a couple episodes or something. But he's he's coming back, and hopefully they'll be, give a little bit of of lip service to what happened to Thompson, even because. Well. Uh, that's the one big cliffhanger that I, I was watching with the kids, and I was just like, "We got a great ending here, and then they're going to do a post credit, <laughs> and and it it ruins the ending because it's not an ending anymore." But I, so you're hoping for a victory lap. I'm hoping for redemption. I really don't think that last season was very good at times. I think our cast at times were very poor actors. And I think our production values and our writing suffered. And if I wasn't bought in at the very beginning, there's a good chance that I would have arrowed it, which means watch two to three episodes and I was out. So I'm hoping for a victory lap. 
And I'm see, hoping for redemption. I'm hoping it approves. I'm ho- I'm hoping we have fun again. Yeah, and see, I I'm the opposite with you. Uh, the first few episodes of the season, I was fine with. It was the final few episodes where you had the the rock opera, you know, where she's singing things into being, and and then it, it just as I'm watching with the kids, the kids are like, "That wasn't great," and that wasn't very great, and they're bought in too. Like my girls do a lot of drawing and and art and and that kind of thing. They're drawing pictures of uh, the cast from agents of shield they're drawing Fitzsimmons, you know they're drawing melinda may and and they're they're bought in uh but then they're watching the last few episodes of the, of the season and they're just like oh really now there's some cool moments like the sword stuff you know mac with the sword that's a cool moment but come on you you keep saying space adventure and sci-fi adventure the production quality on that give me some 60s star trek any day of the week that's coming from me me saying that. Yeah, the interiors were definitely the, the the visual effects, like the the ships flying around and the asteroid fields and stuff like that. That was there's some pretty good stuff going on there. But that's where the money went, I think. The the cantina that they reused over and over. They're like, they, my kids are like, they don't allow automatons in there, and and yet Enoch, every time they cut to a, a post credit scene that's about Chronicom stuff, Enoch's there having a drink. They still let him in. They they caught him. <laughs> he was totally exposed to be a, an automaton. They still allow him to be in there? Uh, yeah. But they spent money on the set. So they're going to use it. I just I think they could have been a little bit better planned. I just feel like if they had ended with season five, that would have been a very satisfying conclusion. I would have been sad to see it go, but it wouldn't be satisfying. I am glad we get another season. Redemption may be a good word for you. Um, I'm not sure if that's the exact word I would use, but it's close because season six, not a great ending, not a great way to end the show. No. Now I do have a hot mess answer to your, is this MCU? And I'm going to continue to say yes, because it started as MCU. Oh, I I agree. I agree. But what we have to lean into now is the idea that the MCU has become something that we didn't have for well over a decade. And they've told us, but we're getting it. You know, we're officially in multiverse and we're in Marvel time travel. And so here's one of the things you got to accept with Marvel time travel. They all count. Um, The thing that we probably don't want to talk about is with, uh, Infinity War and the outcome and going back into time and undoing the snap. Well, in Marvel time travel, that original snap timeline still does exist. It's still there. You've just created another branch in the same way that the Days of Future Past X-Men universe is always there, regardless of them going back and setting it right. I mean, it's really kind of fatalistic in the sense of, yeah, you can go back and maybe for a different version of yourself, correct what happened. But what happened to you and the eventual outcome of it in Marvel time travel is always there. In, com- in Marvel Comics time travel. Yeah. It's, well, it's established. I argue it's happening here, too. It might be. It might be. It's definitely established in Marvel Comics. I mean, I think one of the first times they established it was back in Marvel 2 and 1 with The Thing, where he realized that's what was happening. Um but 
in in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, we had avoided it and avoided it and avoided it. And even when you get to um, Endgame, that's not what they're presenting in Endgame. But I think that's what we're going to get from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. here. And it'd be nice – see, what I would like to make it all count, to make it all feel like it matters, is that when Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 7 ends, they arrive in current – mcu main timeline prime timeline and we find out that they started out there time travel stuff shunted them off to the side and then time travel stuff brings them back and they maybe don't experience the snap but maybe they come back after the snap you know and and after the re re snap or the, the the return or something like that where they they have to get caught up but hey the world needs a shield you know and or if they came back in those five years. Well, and again, I, I think I threw this out to you as an idea is if they had just told them and they didn't even need to tell them, they could have reacted in the summer. They could have reacted in two, three weeks, refilmed the opening of agents of shield last season to make it occur to, to tell stories that happened in the snap. Yep. Yeah. It would have been so easy. Just tell those stories, and you would have needed somebody to be the shield during that time. Yeah. So to have them return, though, what we what I would love is to have them return. It's a new timeline. It's a new present day. Uh, and the first thing they're going to do is, once they realize what the world is, get in contact with Natasha. And Nat- Natasha, use us where you want us, you know, and 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 that way. Um, and and with an angel ending, which we've talked about before, but the angel series finale, I don't know anything about the series leading up to that. I watched just random episodes here and there, but I love that series finale, which I, I watched just because it was there. Uh, all the, t- the storylines get tied up and then they have a group shot of them standing there on a random road in the city and a rift opens up and bad guys start pouring out. And what does that say to us? Story keeps going. They're going to keep on doing what they were doing, and I, that's what I would like. Just give us a shot at the end where it shows them we're going to keep on doing what we're doing, and we're in the prime timeline again. <laughs> so, well, well, and I think we need some sort of shot where Quake is now in charge of Shield, and Shield is back to where it's supposed to be. Again, I've I've ranted about this before. Shield and Hydra. Shield and Hydra. Shield and Hydra. Shield constantly closes down and restarts. I mean, we're seeing that very recently in the comic books again. This is a cycle that we go through all the time. So let's see that happen. And you know what would be great? Let's go ahead and end it. It won't happen. But let's have Nick Fury back and have him maybe commissioning Quake or sending her out with her own team, um, making secret warriors again. I mean, there's a lot of stuff we can do to leave this story with a satisfying ending that's also open-ended to the fact that whoever's left from our team is still out there being heroes. Yeah, yeah. Although I, I would disagree a little bit about Quake being in charge of S.H.I.E.L.D. I mean, that is where they went in some with the comics, but Mac came into his own when he was given given the directorship. And my kids, my kids said over and over as we're watching this final season i'm so glad that mac is the director and not daisy i'm so glad mac is the director and not daisy they kept saying it over and over now they didn't buy into daisy very early they kind of like her now but um but as the leader they weren't they weren't real happy okay so that's my secret avenger showing 
Yeah. And when I say Secret Avengers, the second series did a great job of setting up Quake as basically being the ultimate student of Nick Fury. And so she is the conniving spy, liar, master of spiders and whispers, um, career spy. And her foil is Maria Hill, who's also got some of those other skills. And so I really did love that. And there was a lot of a lot of cool stuff about the time. I want to say Quake was like 18, 19, because um, they would do things like send her to parties where she couldn't drink. But she was this <laughs> tough Nick Fury student. Uh, and I really did love that part of Secret Adventures. Yeah. But I'm I Mac as the leader, he's he's really come to his own and yeah, he's great. Yeah. How can you not he love really Mac? Does. You know? I do. Yeah. You know. Well, any other thoughts about the future of of our of our show? Our show, Daniel? I think we're very, very lucky that our show got uh, picked up two seasons at the same time, and they immediately went into production at the same time. Because if anything right now, what we truly need is some new new entertainment. For heaven's sakes, Ben, I'm watching Game of Thrones. I'm probably one of the least likely people to ever watch Game of Thrones. And there I am watching it. Do you know how many episodes have the cast of... uh, uh, of uh, oh shoot. Uh, okay. no, I'm, I don't <laughs> have have Iron Fist in it. The Iron Fist oh, cast gotcha. is all over this. <laughs> not not just the Iron Fist, but Colleen too. Well, that's why they're and in they Iron never, Fist, just because of that show, man. They never interact, but I'm like, oh, I, I can't remember what his character's name is, but every time I see him, I'm like, oh, Danny's back on. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we need new and we need positive. That's the other thing. Like, I want a hopeful show, a fun show, like you said. I want it to be fun. I want to be able to sit down Wednesday night, 10 o'clock with my kids because they're caught up. They get to watch this real time with me. And they're very excited about that as well. And by the way, this week, First episode, if you want, you can turn on the TV ABC at 8 o'clock and watch Thor The Dark World as part of the wonderful world of Disney. I don't know why they chose that movie to be the MCU offering in the first five weeks. it's not weeks. as bad as you make it seem. I'm not saying it's bad. I enjoyed it. I don't know if you remember that, but I did. But that just seems like an odd choice for uh, – I mean it's, it's Moana. It's uh, It's up. Um, those are you know, a couple of the other choices that they made. And then Thor you know the Dark what it World. is, you no. know what the common thread is? No, they're all movies. I enjoy. Ah, so they were setting it up for you. No. <laughs> I just, I missed last week because of a, again, I have a high school senior, so we're doing a lot of our events and celebrations virtually. And one of them was last week. Uh, during the wonderful world of Disney. And I just wanted to, kept, I, I just kept saying to myself, I know he's not president anymore, but he's still chairman. Is Bob Iger going to open up and is he going to host these? Cause I, I need a host. Yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't see Bob it for my kids. Yeah. Wonderful world of Disney. That is man. That's just, just saying the words brings nostalgia feelings. 
of sure i get it it's a commercial for disney plus you know but it's also content because they can't create new content right now nope which is another nope. way that we're really fortunate that they did what they did with agents of shield shield has been done for a while now like that's that season has been done for and just waiting for a while now and that production was not affected by any of the how stuff. big is the news how big is the news that falcon and winter soldier can go back So again. again, I'll continue to argue. Falcon and Winter Soldier are allowed to go back into production now. Oh yeah. Though I'll continue to argue that that should have probably already been done because it or WandaVision needed to come out at least two months after the end of the Mandalorian. But, yeah, but what you're getting instead, if they stay with the schedule that they had before, we basically starting in I think it was October had regular Friday content. This coming October, where we would have had regular Friday content through October, through November, through December, and I think into January with Mandalorian Season 2 with um, a couple of the other things that they were doing. And it would have been regular adventure content, you know, the MCU, Star Wars kind of stuff. So who knows where they're going to end up I'm with a, that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue to argue that for Disney+, Plus, the things that are going to keep subscribers is the duo of Lucasfilm and Marvel. And so there needs to be regular content of those two streams. I, I'm enjoying it. I'll just tell you that Ben, I've suddenly become an old man. Um, I'm watching the National Geographic content now. I really am. And you know what? It feels very Disney. It feels like these are things that Walt Disney would have approved of in yeah. that content stream. But I'm not subscribing for that stream. Secrets of the Zoo, I'm enjoying that show. But that's not why I'm there. I'm watching Secrets of the Zoo because I'm already there because of the other content. Yep. Yeah. Me too. Me too. I'm not watching Secrets of the Zoo, but similar. Uh, it's a, it's fantastic. Heart wrenching at times. Sometimes we discuss whether my my son has a soul. <laughs> well, you know, some these don't all have good endings. Gotcha. Much like season six of Marvel's Agents of Shield. Yeah. So. Let's talk a little bit then quickly about this podcast, and that is that for the next 13 weeks, we'll be providing weekly content uh, because that's what we do. When things get live, things get regular, we we get really busy um, and, and try a lot harder. It's It's been a hard season to do podcasting. It's been a hard season, not for everyone. I mean, some people have had different kinds of times on their hands, and so you've had a lot of people start new sh- new podcast shows. Um, unfortunately for us, it's been the opposite where you, you say that this is the fourth episode of a podcast that I've recorded since this quarantine started. And I've been averaging one and a half a year. If you ask Matt Anderson. Yeah, I think you're right. I think he's right. Matt is right. Yeah. But again, where am I going to go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's, that's, that's what we'll be doing. Um, we do have a Punisher episode recorded. It hasn't been released again. Um, there's, there's been different issues involved there, but, uh, we're gonna be jumping into that weekly release with agents of shield, uh, with Samantha and Stuart. If Daniel comes back, it will be because something opened up in his schedule again, but it won't be on the regular for sure. And, um, you know, I'm just glad I got to, got to talk to you again. This is the yeah, second episode should, I've done of a podcast with you this year. So that's cool. Which is crazy. Absolutely crazy. Again, we talk on a weekly basis. 
but uh, not like this. No, no. So thanks for joining me, Daniel. I really appreciate it. It's been fun to jump back on the mic with you. Um, unfortunately, because it's so exciting just to be together, we aren't we weren't able to argue as much as we normally would because we're just enjoying being together again. But uh, yeah, maybe next well, time we can find something to argue about. You know, Ben, I I've met a member of the team now. Um, in, in person, pilgrimage. He came and saw me. Yeah, we had a lunch. We sat down. I told him the story. Told him what happened, where we were, how it began, even how we started before the podcast, before even that message. And you know what piece of advice I gave him? I, I don't. Don't be nice to Ben. Yeah, I, I don't think he listened to you. I know. Yeah, he's a nice kid. It's unfortunate that he's so nice. Yeah, that's a shame. It's a real shame. <laughs> yeah, I just really, if I'm going to criticize Stuart, it's going to be, you're too nice, dude. You're too nice. Fair. Yeah. Fair. So, okay. Cool. Well, that's it then. Daniel, I'm going to give you the final word here. I'm going to tell everyone thanks for listening. I'm going to tell everyone, please um, send us your thoughts about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, when you watch it on Wednesday, send us your thoughts about it. I'm not sure when we're recording about it. If it'll be Thursday, Friday, or Saturday, we're still working out those details on when we're going to be regularly regularly recording about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But please send us your thoughts about this uh, first episode of the season. We'd really appreciate it. And you can do that on Facebook, email, or call in on the hotline. But, Daniel, you get final word, man. Welcome to Level 7. Thanks for listening to Welcome to Level 7. You've heard us. Now we'd love to hear from you. Go to welcometolevel7.com slash feedback where you can contact us through our website. You can also leave us a voicemail by calling 177-55-LEVEL-7. You can also join the lively conversation going on at facebook.com slash welcome to level seven or connect with us on Twitter where we're level seven pod. And remember, the seven is spelled out. Our theme music is the light fantastic by JS Earls. And you can find that at transplant.bandcamp.com. Welcome to level seven is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award winning and award nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh and succeed at noodle.mx. Learn how to podcast, get productive in your personal and professional life, theorize over TV shows, laugh with our clean comedy, delve into science fiction and philosophy, learn critical thinking from movie reviews and more at noodle.mx. MX. And once again, thanks for listening. Hey there, so it's me, Ben. I'm alone now, and Daniel has left the building, so to speak. Uh, although, technically speaking, he's not leaving his building because he's still, uh, still in the shelter in place or whatever they call it. But anyway, um, Regular coverage of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. will be uh, me and Samantha and Stuart. Uh, and we'll still hear from Daniel uh, over over the next few weeks. I'm sure we'll get a voicemail or two of him being upset about something or other. But um, I was glad to have him back. So now I'm here by myself just to kind of run over uh, what is the new schedule for the MCU and for Marvel movies in general. Um what is new? What is happening? And what are these new dates? So, uh, you know, if you follow our Facebook page, these are things we've talked about. We've we've posted those announcements about things. But 
here's what's happening in the Marvel Cinematic Universe in the upcoming months and years based on what we uh, – current reality. Let's put it that way. So it's one of those phrases I'm sure you're pretty sick of hearing in our current reality, but I'm sorry. I'm, I'm using it. So anyway, uh, first of all, there's obviously Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is coming this coming Wednesday. So uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. will be on the screen for 13 weeks, 13 episodes. Very excited about that. The next thing that's happening is not uh, MCU. It's actually – but it is uh, MCU adjacent because it's a Marvel movie. And that is that New Mutants, which we talked about uh, in, in this episode, New Mutants will be – uh, in theaters August 28th, 2020. I think I might have mentioned that that will be the first movie I go back to theaters to see, um, but actually might might not be. Um, the, uh, the other movie that got moved to August was moved to August 14th, and that is Wonder Woman 1984. That's uh, August 14th, 2020, and so that was originally supposed to come out here in June. Uh, it's weird because you go into stores now and you'll see product that is definitely made for tie-ins, and advertising for Wonder Woman and Black Widow, both um, Black Widow toys are on, you know in the Walmart aisle, and Wonder Woman Doritos are out there, and so uh, they just apparently couldn't put a halt on that, and so those movies are now getting the benefit of that exposure right now. Unfortunately, um, it's going to mean that. Uh, well, maybe it is fortunate, you know, to find out how how much how much did that uh, Doritos tie-in actually help the uh, the box office on that? Because the Doritos tie-in will be a few months old, and I don't think they wanted to hold those Doritos in place because they might go stale. Although I don't know how long Doritos stay good. So anyway, uh, those two are not Marvel movies, but they are Marvel adjacent, as as we might say. So uh, next up, we have Black Widow. That was originally supposed to be out already, and I know a lot of people are mourning that, but uh, that was going to be May 1st, and now it's moved to November 6th, 2020, so it'll be coming out in November. I'm curious what the box office will look like for Black Widow. Um, I, I'm curious what it, was, what it would have looked like for Black Widow in May. I mean, it was taking the spot of the big tentpole uh, Marvel movie that was going to be the movie that was the weekend of Free Comic Book Day. Um, free Comic Book Day hitches itself to a big release of a movie that first weekend in May uh, every year, and this year uh, it would have been uh, Black Widow weekend. So I'm curious what that would have done. But that movie has been moved, and that of course means that everything else got moved along with it. The question is, would the Disney Plus stuff get moved along with that? Because uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier on Disney Plus was supposed to be released in August. And this is what I was talking about, is that uh, August 2020 would have been Falcon, Falcon and Winter Soldier. And then after that, they would jump right into uh, Mandalorian uh, Season 2. And then after that, in December of 2020, it would have been WandaVision. And so you'd have had those one, two, three punch uh, with Disney Plus. But we don't know what's happening with that. No announcements have been made about these dates. Uh, except we do know that um, production was interrupted on the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and I would assume also interrupted on WandaVision. So we'll see what happens with that. The November release um, 
the original uh, originally was supposed to be a movie released in November of 2020, and that was The Eternals. That spot was obviously given to Black Widow, and now The Eternals were moved then to February 12th of 2021. From there, um, this is where we kind of get to play a little bit more fun version of the game, Is It MCU? And that is Morbius, because they're talking about how they're going to be trying to tie in that Venom movie side of things to the Spider-Man stuff, which is hitched into the MCU. And so right now that whole Venom is an MCU thing is a big fat maybe. And the same thing then would be for Morbius because Morbius is going to take place in the same universe as Venom. Both of those are apparently going to take place in the same universe as the Tom Holland Spider-Man and the Tom Holland Spider-Man obviously takes place in the same universe as the MCU. And uh, the other thing is some stuff was released with Morbius where you actually saw references to things from the MCU like Michael Keaton's character from uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Man, not Homecoming. Yes, Homecoming. Far From Home happened after Homecoming. Doesn't that seem backwards? Shouldn't he he have gone far from home first and then you would have the Homecoming? Um, Well, anyway. They never did do our jokes about uh, Spider-Man Homecoming and then Spider-Man Senior Prom. But yeah, maybe next time. Maybe next time. But anyway, Morbius, uh, the release date for Morbius is March 19th of 2021. 2021 is looking to be pretty full um, with the Eternals in February and then Morbius in uh, March. And then you have Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Ten Rings is going to take that May date, uh, that May 7th, 2021, and that is going to be the big tentpole movie that's, I would assume, going to be around Free Comic Book Day if they continue with the schedule of Free Comic Book Day that they've had. Now, it got canceled this year. They're going to hopefully be, be doing some sort of replacement with Free Comic Book Day and do something similar or something along those lines. Um, I don't know what their plans are right now. But that would be that weekend there. But Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings will be the movie that is going to be at the beginning of the summer, that first week of May. Now, that movie also had to put production on hold. The director of that movie actually uh, went into isolation for a little while on his own because he was trying to be cautious. He had a young family and didn't want to do anything that would harm his family. And someone in in production or something like that had, had coronavirus that might have been something that he had been exposed to so anyway yeah that's uh, i i hope it does well i really have high hopes for this movie it's interesting because it's in that spot that would have been an avengers movie so um it actually then it would have been that earlier spot in february which is not as as big as the may spot so because it took this may spot it pushed doctor strange in the multiverse multiverse of madness to uh to march march 25th 2022 (laughs) so yeah it's it's uh it's out there now march march 25th 2022 there it is um and then you have loki on disney plus which they just had a a date of, of 2021 so yeah after that, we got Venom, Let There Be Carnage, which oh, maybe that's March 20. Maybe that'd be March 2021. I think I got that wrong in my notes here for Doctor Strange. 
Um, but anyway, yeah, Venom 2, or Venom Let There Be Carnage, as it's called, it has a new date of June 25th of 2021. And Spider-Man 3 was going to be in July of 2021. It's now November of 2021. So they're... Who knows what kind of tie-in they're going to have with the other stuff with uh, Morbius and Venom. But Thor, Love and Thunder will be February of 2022. And those are the the main um, dates that we know. There is other stuff coming from Marvel that um, there's Hawkeye, which I think they're talking about fall of 2021. There's What If, which I think is supposed to be summer of next year. Um, there's She-Hulk Moon Knight and Ms. Marvel, which don't have any dates yet. Um, there was the uh, the Dark Hulu stuff that they were supposed to do that most of that got canceled. I know Ghost Rider got canceled. But I think they're still in production on Hellstrom. And that's supposed to be sometime next year. But I, who knows what's going to happen with that. Uh, let's see. Are there any other Marvel movies? Yeah, there's there's a lot that don't have dates yet. But there are dates for them. Um, they announced, well, let's see, Black Panther 2. Is that May of 2022, I think? Captain Marvel 2, I think, is July of 2022. Spider-Man into the, sequ- uh, into the sequel-verse. <laughs> Spider-Man into the C- Spider-Verse sequel is October of 2022. And then 2023, there's four dates that uh, have been locked down for Marvel movies. And Marvel movies that have been announced but haven't been given dates are Ant-Man 3, Blade, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. So we'll see what happens with all of those. But, yeah, that's kind of a little bit of an update on where things are. And, you know, these things might change. That's the one thing that's been so frustrating for, I think, pretty much everyone is that once you start making plans, then something happens and you have to change your plans. So... It's been nice to know that uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 7 is just happening. It's just happening. And like I said before, I don't know when we are going to record about the show. If it's going to be Thursday, the very next day after it's on TV on Wednesday at 10 o'clock. Or if it's going to be Friday or or Saturday and then get something out that weekend. I'm not sure yet. We're going to try and get on a regular schedule with that and, and just run with it. But we will see. We will see. For, for now, though, I just want to thank you so much for listening. Thank you for spending your time with us here. And uh, until next time, Godspeed.